Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Debbie Gardner-McCullough, DG McCullough. I'm a narrative coach and a communications coach from New Zealand, based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, the Sage Sayers unpacks communications tips and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all around the world who found the gift and the opportunity through life's inevitably challenging situations. In this week's podcast, I'm taking a quick pulse read and insight into a recurring theme that's coming into my communications coaching practice. I'm hearing repeatedly executives through to entry-level managers all wanting and knowing that they need to take time off away from work to restore but few actually get to do it. And those of us who do get to take this vital restoration time, we find we're not so good at keeping on track. So in this week's episode, I'm looking at some compelling data that compels me to take restorative breaks, and it might compel you too, but also looking at some ways in which our saboteurs, our inner critics, might be getting in the way and how to circumnavigate them. So here are a few data points that might startle you or encourage you or despair you. But however you want to respond to these data points, know that in 2020, around 72% of Americans took, did not take summer vacation. So 72% of Americans last year did not take summer vacation and 44% did not take any time off, paid time off that is. This year, 2021, we did see some small positive shifts in this area with around 50% of working Americans taking at least one vacation this summer. And that's all according to the consumer research firm Ipsos. So that data is a little startling to me. And it's, again, a sign that few of us are permitting ourselves the right and the need to take off. Here's some interesting research which may or may not inspire. It comes from Ashley V. Williams, a professor of business administration at the Harvard Business School. She wrote a book called Time Smart, How to Reclaim Your Time and Live a Happier Life. From this, we learn more about this idea of time affluence. 80% of working Americans, this researcher found, claim that they feel time poor. In other words, as though they lack sufficient time to fulfill all their responsibilities. And that's quite a shame because the research also shows that when we have more time affluence, we'll actually see a spike in happiness. Different research to what Villiers offered shows us that in the US at least, earnings and Increasing earnings can also provide a boost in happiness, but only to a point. It's to around $70,000. Anything a year, that is. Anything beyond that does not actually increase our happiness, but time affluence does. So if you're wondering if why it might be a struggle to take time off, understand that when we have more time affluence, we do become happier. And with that, we become more productive less worried, and more effective communicators too. 
sitting in reminds us that focusing on time is not selfish. It's really in making enough time for ourselves that we're able to have the energy and the attention to best serve those that we care about. And I would add, also perform better at work as well. Here's some interesting research, not as current as that piece, but it came out a few years ago and it comes from the Tepper School of Business. Carnegie Mellon economics professor Linda Babcock, who became quite famous in the MBA industry with her research around negotiations and and ways that women negotiate. But Babcock found in this other piece of research that Tremendous amounts of her day were spent doing non-promotable tasks or favors which took away from work that would help her career advance. These were tasks that benefited the organization, but they were beyond her own core work responsibilities. Completing them had no measurable impact on her performance or her promotability, she found. What we learned from this research was that women... And men are more likely to ask a woman to volunteer for favors versus we are a man. So we're more likely if we have a favor that we need someone to do for us, we're more likely whether you're a male or female to ask a woman before you will ask a man. Additionally, the research found that not only are women and men more likely to ask a woman for that favor, because women will be more likely to accept that request more readily, in a situation where someone declines the favor and says, no, I can't do that, both men and women are more likely to favor, sorry, to view the woman unfavorably, but not the man. So the man who says no to volunteering for these favors receives no negative impact, whereas the woman does. How does this research tie to me wanting to take a break and reminding myself that I ought to take restorative breaks? I start to look at my calendar and I look at what's on it and what might be getting in the way of me finding the time affluence to take a break. And even if I am not, even if I'm not filling my calendar with unnoticed favors, I keep this research in the back pocket just being very, very mindful on how it is that I'm filling my week, making sure that I'm doing it in a way that is fair to me and those that I serve. So knowing unintentional bias may exist that may get in our way of taking breaks may or may not feel helpful to you. Ready for another piece of research? Here's one of my favorites. It's this idea that creativity actually improves our health, but not just our physical health, our mental health. I've a small story to illustrate how this works. But before I share it, I'll just share the the bare basics. You've probably heard that flow, which is a state that you get in when you're completely absorbed in a task, has a really positive impact in that it reduces anxiety, it boosts your mood, and it even can slow your heart rate. But it also can help your happiness. When our brain becomes flooded with dopamine, that's that feel-good chemical, we actually feel more motivated. So you may not be unhappy without doing the creative element within your day, but actually if you created moments throughout your day for something creative, and it doesn't have to be art, it might be playing music or doing needlework or 
some woodwork activity, building beautiful wood art for your home, gardening, whatever it is that feels creative to you. Having that dopamine hit will drive and influence you and your behavior while also motivating you at work. So have a think about that. And a short story can help drive this point home. Years ago, when I worked as a professor, I often had a lot of grading. And although I didn't detest grading, anyone who's worked as a professor or anyone who has to evaluate other people's work and provide very, very detailed feedback knows this is a bit of a heavy lift. It takes quite a lot of concentration and you really have to be very focused and very mindful to get it done. One week, I decided I was going to experiment. And on the day that I devoted just to grading, I decided to start my day with a little art. I painted some abstract botanicals. I played with alcohol ink on tile, painting and drawing without agenda. And I didn't do it for too long. I just did it for, say, an hour or so. And then I did a jog. I did a little yoga. And only after doing those three blissful activities did I go to my workstation and conduct the grading. Here's what I found, very surprisingly. Not only did a task that typically took me eight or even 10 hours then take me five hours, my mental mindset as I went about doing this work completely transformed. I felt full compassion and empathy for those whose work I was evaluating. I felt that my insight, my skill set, my editing abilities, my writing abilities were a gift that I was providing to others. And I felt very harmonious and even peaceful as I went about it. I also noticed one other tip, and that was I didn't feel as distracted. I didn't find myself going on Amazon and window shopping or taking personal calls. I was able to have more discipline and shut down all distractions really mega focus and get things done three hours more quickly than they may have done taken me otherwise. So there you go. Another piece of compelling research to show us that taking breaks becomes a performance boost and it can improve our efficiency as well. One more tip and then one more piece of research, I mean, and then we'll get into the saboteur interference part of what gets in our way of taking breaks. Nature. So you've probably read tons of research on how nature heals, it soothes, it restores, it connects us. But here's the thing. The part where nature can absolutely help us as professionals is we find the research shows that nature brings a positive mood, a psychological well-being, a sense of meaningfulness and vitality. That's why we're seeing nature and plants in hospital rooms. It calms down the central nervous system. And those with ADHD, when you spend time in nature, this can increase your attention span later. And that, I think, ties to the earlier example of the research with creativity. I have found, I'm not sure if you have, but anytime I'm in nature, near a lake, walking through the woods, even out in my garden, Anytime I am in with nature, when I return to work, my attention span is much better, much more laser focused, much more decisive. So having time in nature and permitting yourself that time in nature 
can lead to psychological well-being, meaningfulness, vitality, a positive mood, and much increased focus. Feeling inspired to take breaks now? Can you permit yourself to say yes? I hope so. I truly hope so. But inevitably, what happens when we get on a good path here? I've heard this time and time again, and this has been my own experience too. We get into some great patterns, we build these positive breaks that restore us and add vitality and improve our performance, our focus, our efficiency, and then we stop. It's completely normal. And I haven't figured this out at all yet. I'm figuring this out with you. But may I please offer to my dear listeners today some tips and pointers that I've developed and that I've heard from the field and those that I coach and partner with as well, just in case it helps you stay with these healthier patterns, giving yourself a break for a little bit longer. Starting with asking for an accountability body. When you have an accountability buddy, you will hold yourself more accountable. So if you commit, for instance, to blocking off a week, one afternoon a week to be with nature, restore, whatever it is, or cut off early on Friday, ask someone to hold yourself accountable because your saboteurs, your inner critics will get in the way. Your hyperachiever will tell you, no, you've got to keep going. Your judge will tell you, you slacker, you loser, you're taking a break. What's wrong with you? Why couldn't you get this done earlier? Go, 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 keep working. Your stickler will demand perfection and that you're only a perfect employee if you work right till the end of the day. Whatever it is, the saboteur interference will happen. But an accountability buddy who gently reminds you the day before or the morning of, hey, don't forget, get to the lake one o'clock, I'll see you there, or gently remind you by text, this step will help. Another way to circumnavigate saboteur interference is to place post-it notes and reminders in strategic places, prominent places, like the dash of your vehicle. I have some reminders in my fridge or in my kitchen cabinet where my coffee mugs sit. It could be a small one, A small reminder, just a word like pause, breathe. My favorite, art equals medicine. Whatever it is, have post-it notes and visual reminders in prominent places to remind you to take your breaks. You're entitled to them. They help you improve your performance at work and they will help you stay well and boost your immunity as well. Next step, permit yourself. Counter your judge's lies that you're lazy, indulgent, not good at managing your time. If you got your time management skills down, you wouldn't even need these breaks. You're going to lose a promotion. You're going to raise a flag. You're unworthy for that next step. All of these lies are bogus, complete and utter nonsense. And if for whatever reason an employer or manager does discard you for caring for your body and mind, then consider yourself duly warned, this work environment may not be the right one for you anyway. Whatever it is, permit yourself, counter your saboteur lies. Taking breaks restores and boosts performance and happiness. Next step. Take the break. 
This is a really big, powerful piece. A small story might illustrate the power of just taking the break. A lovely client I get to work with told me that she took a very impromptu break with several friends hiking out in the mountains. She couldn't believe the shift in how she felt both in her mind and in her body afterwards. I noticed it right away from our call. Radiance, happiness, joy. It was everything from the social connection that came from the break to being out in nature. And the big takeaway was that the huge perspective shifts that came. These perspective shifts will come, I promise. But you must take the break for you, your mind and your body to remember what it feels like. Oftentimes we forget the difference. As children, we knew the joy and the power in lying around looking under the trees without agenda. We forget as adults, but once we actually take this time, you will feel the difference. And you'll also hear that the voice of your inner critics will sound quite a lot softer. Instead, you'll hear the loud, resilient, but ever wise voice of your sage. So there you have it. Some compelling research, hopefully some helpful tips and strategies to know and believe in the power of restorative breaks, small or large, and also to discount the very popular lies that our judges and our other inner saboteurs tell us that taking breaks is not as for the weak or the foolish. Actually, the absolute opposite becomes true. Thanks for listening. In Wisconsin, I'm Debbie Gardner McCullough, and you've been listening to The Sage Sayers. Check my show notes for my Calendly link and book me for a session to explore group or individual communications coaching and training with me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you tonight and I look forward to our very next episode next week. In the meantime, take care and I'll speak with you again soon. Bye-bye for now.